First up tonight is, uh, is a guy that I've known for quite some time. And when, we first got involved, when I first got involved in Arctic Entries, I was thinking, like, if I could get SJ to tell a story, he, he, he would be a good one. He'd be a good one for the community here. He's a man with many stories. Folks know him all around town. SJ Klein. That's quite an introduction. I hope I live up to it. Um, in 2007, my partner Karen and I moved out of a uh, duplex we were renting in Government Hill and onto uh, a piece of property in Fairview into a 16-foot 1967 Shasta van trailer. It's the Alaska dream, you know, build your own home. Except this wasn't a cabin in the woods. This was uh, urban, 7,000-square-foot lot, lots of people. It's downtown Anchorage. Um, everyone within a six-block radius knew everything that we were doing. And the Shasta van had paper-thin walls. We knew everything that was going on all around it. And it wasn't such a bad thing. Um, There's a crack dealer across the street who, like, you know, he, he'd watch out for us. He came by one time, and he's like, hey, you know where I'm from? We lift walls when we're building houses and stuff. If you ever need help, I'm like, great on. Thanks. That's nice. Our, our next door neighbor would let us pile up dirt on their lawn uh, when we were digging holes. Two doors down, the lady, uh, our friend Nan, let us stay in her basement uh, when it got below 10 degrees. And then, of course, there are the kids. You know, I mean, dirt piles everywhere, lots of construction equipment. Um, yeah, these kids were everywhere. And I got to admit, I was building a house, and I've been a builder for seven years. And I'd never really had an audience. But, you know, these kids are everywhere. And they just, you know, most of them, either the parents didn't care or, or didn't know where they were. And, and they just hung out because it was neat. And, you know, I spent a lot of time just sort of saying, hey, get out of there, telling them to get lost. But, you know, also I'd find things for them to do. And there was this one kid who, I mean, he came around more than anyone else. Um, first met him, he came by with his dad, who was kind of a drunk across the street, who'd come over and help out. You know, like one time we lifted a window, and he's like, I'm like, thanks so much. You know, that's really neighborly of you. And he's like, hey, you mind give me 10 bucks so I could buy a 12-pack? And I'm like, okay. Um, but his kid was always around. And, I mean, he was, he'd always show up whenever other kids were coming by. And, I mean, this kid was just neat. And I, but, I, you know, I mean, I'm trying to build a house. And it's like, come on, kid, I got to do stuff here. Um, and so I'd kick, the, kick everyone out, and he'd be the first one back. And, uh, and I realized after a while that he really, uh, you know, I mean, he needed someone to hang out with and talk to. I'm like, don't you have any place to be? He's like, no, not really. I'm like, what about your parents? Well, they told me to get out of the house. And, you know, I, so I, I'm like, all right, found a good safe place to sit. And uh, when I was making lots of noise, banging on things, and it was dangerous, I'd send him outside with a magnet to go pick up nails or something. You know, and conversations, you know, they weren't deep. I mean, he's six years old, maybe seven. You know, it's like, you know, the kid would say, so do you think if Spider-Man were real, would he sleep in a bed or in a web? I'm like, I, 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 I don't know. What do you think? He's like, hmm, you know, maybe he sleeps in a hammock. I'm like, that is genius. <laughs> And, you know, he, so this kid, I mean, he just came around. I mean, he was around more than anyone else. And I really, you know, I took a shine to him. He was my favorite of all the kids coming through. One morning, he came by earlier than usual, though. And, uh, and I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, yeah, there's somebody I don't know in my, in my house. I'm like, well, where are your parents? And he's like, I don't know. And, uh, yeah, so I'm like, boy, well, I had, I had the number for the guy across the street because he would help me out. And, uh, and at I called his number and nobody answered, so I called his mom's number, and um, and the message was horrible. I, um, 
yeah, I may as well just say it. You know, I, I, the message was actually his father's voice on the mother's answering machine, and it said, she can't come on the phone because she's got some guy's thing in her mouth because she needs a hit. And, you know, the, the guys across the street had gotten, um, you know, he was kind of a drunk and unemployed, and, um, you know, crack is cheaper than, than beer, frankly. And at the end of the month, uh, they got evicted um, from the house they were living in. And, you know, I mean, I, this kid was awesome. And I'm just like, I can't let this kid live on the street with these crackhead parents. What do I do? I had a friend who lived across the street the other way um, who was a child advocate. And uh, she got me this thing. It's called a delegation of parental rights and this form. And I'm like, okay. Checked it through with Karen. Karen's like, well, we're still building a house, you know. And I'm like, yeah, but I can't let this kid live on the street. And they asked me if I'd give them and their stuff a ride to the new house that, or to a new place that they said that they had found to live. And, you know, I'm not sure really that they really have a place to live. And I figure, well, okay, I'll, I'll bring them in this thing. You know, I'll bring them in, in their stuff and see what's going on. And, and I had this form sitting there on the dashboard because it's like, you know, I'm just going to take this kid. I'm not going to let them, you know, be homeless uh, with this boy. And uh, I get to the house, and uh, you know the piece of paper sitting right there. And I help move all their stuff in, and the piece of paper's still sitting there. And you know, I, it's not that black and white. I gotta admit, it's like you know these parents really love their kid. You know, they loved him, and I mean they've got their demons, but there's a roof over his head, and they loved him. And I couldn't do it. I didn't. Uh, I didn't sign the paperwork. And that's the last I saw of the kid for a while. I called a couple months later and I tried to talk to the kid. And you know, I mean, that connection just wasn't there anymore. And uh, after that, um, or since then, uh, we finished our house. I've got a family of my own. Um, and we ran into uh, the kid and his dad about six months ago. They were playing football um, over on the lawn in front of the museum. And uh, and. And I talked to the dad, and he's like, yeah, he said he'd been in a bad way for a while, but he'd cleaned up his act, and he'd been sober for two years. And I don't know if I believe him, you know? I mean, maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. Um, I sure hope he makes it, but, you know, something tells me that kid's going to be okay. Thank you.